Greetings, bibliophiles, to five author questions, or 5AQ, presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library, the podcast that attempts to delve into the minds of writers using only five questions. My name is Kevin King. I'm the head of community engagement. And I'm Sandra Farrick, head of youth services here at the Kalamazoo Public Library. So, Sandra, um, today we are going to delve a little bit into some historical fiction type of books. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking, what is your favorite historical fiction novel? Ooh. Or one of your favorites, I should say. Cause yeah, hard, one. It's hard to pick a favorite. Always. No, we don't pick favorites. That's no. crazy talk. Very crazy. But the first one that comes to mind is A Northern Light by Jennifer Donnelly. Yes. That's... Historical mystery. And if you haven't read it, you should totally read it. And so the first one that came to my mind uh-huh. was by M.T. Anderson. Uh-huh. And it's Symphony for the City of the Dead. The Dead. Oh, that's Dmitry Shostakovich and the Siege of Leningrad. And that that book reads like an apocalyptic historical fiction novel. I love <laughs> it so much. So welcome to Five Author Questions. Follow us on Instagram at Five Author Questions. You can email us at podcast at, w, or at kpl.gov. <laughs> Whoa, too fast there. And then always like, share, and subscribe to 5AQ. Today's guest is Sonia Bernard Hollins is the founder and CEO of Season Press LLC. The media consulting firm was founded in 2010 after the acquisition of Community Voices, a biweekly community newspaper founded by Arlene and James Washington. The company has grown from providing quarterly print and online magazines into self-publishing company that has helped nearly 200 area authors see their dreams come true. Today, Bernard Hollins has also published seven of her own works that include historical children and young adult books. Welcome to 5AQ, Sonia. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I love having local writers on the show. So great. (laughs) And I get to meet local authors because all of them are new to me. Exactly. (laughs) So it's five author questions, but sometimes we ask a follow-up. It's our show, Our Rules, we say, so... You might get follow-ups if something strikes our fancy, but our first question is from Sandra. Yes. Many of your children's books are about little-known people of color making a difference in their communities. Is that a deliberate choice, or does the subject matter pick you? You know, that's deliberate. Uh, There are so many people in our communities that we hear about all the time. Uh, There are people nationally we know about. We know about Rosa Parks, or we know about you know, Harriet Tubman, all those amazing people. But in our communities, there are people who have helped establish uh, different parts of our educational system, our police force system. And you just don't hear about those everyday heroes who help make our communities what they are today. So it has been a passion of mine to find out about these people who do great things, but no one may have never heard, have ever heard of them. So you know, after a while of doing this, people kind of find me in a way. It's like, you know, so I'm going through archives, you know, I'll see something and they'll talk about a certain person. And I'm like, huh, who is that person? And then I'll learn like they're amazing. Why don't I know about them? And so it's just kind of like these people just seem to find me as I'm doing research on other people. I have a file cabinet just full of research on people I want to eventually write about or share their stories one day. So people, they kind of finding me after a while, but at the beginning, I really intentionally went out to highlight people who not many people knew about. Has any of those subject matters surprised you? Any of the characters or people surprised you more oh than they Oh, my gosh. Thought? 
Tell us yeah. about a few. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it's kind of like a, a snowball effect. When you find out about one person, you find out these amazing people. So, you know, MERS Tate, who many of you know that I'm the founder of the MERS Tate Explorers uh, Travel Writers Academy for Girls. And MERS Tate was actually a graduate of Western, first African-American to graduate from Oxford University, was a Fulbright scholar in India, traveled the world twice, did all these amazing things. And as a Michigan woman, woman, I never knew of her growing up. And so when I started learning about her and doing different presentations, people at those events would say, hey, we have this person in our town who no one's ever written about. You might want to do a story on them. And so they'll give me names of people. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I not know about this person? So one of that, one of those people is Dr. Lawless. He was a doctor. There were three African-American doctors from Chicago who bought land outside Cassopolis to create a, a resort similar to an Idlewild. And they came together, bought all this land. Like people go there and resort there. But when he passed away, he never married, never had any kids. And he left all his land. Um, there's Dr. Lawless Park is in Cassopolis now. Mm-hmm. But what we may not know is that he helped um, with cures of syphilis. He helped create all kinds of vaccines. He was a dermatologist, an African-American dermatologist in Chicago who even started a school in Israel, mm. a medical school. It's like I've never even heard of this guy. And all the amazing things that he's done. So the research on him is amazing. Um, When I was in Edmore doing a presentation on Merz Tate, I learned about a guy named Benjamin Losford, who was the first black resident of uh, Edmore. He was a barber and he came to the town before it was even established with a name. And the legend goes that, you know, when he first arrived, there were over 3,000 lumberjacks there who needed haircuts and shaves (laughs) and so he was busy he even trained other people to be his apprentice Mm -hmm. people started businesses as barbers because he was training them to have the skill and his son became a barber and his dad was actually the slave master's barber who had escaped um, from Kentucky to Michigan and then came back and got his son after slavery so these amazing stories it's like they just kind of come to me as I'm learning about other people people will share amazing history for their own communities that no one may have ever shared before. And Kevin, I think you're from Howell. Benjamin's dad, Abraham, you know, was a barber in Howell. I think Mm -hmm. he was the first black resident of Howell, Michigan. So a lot of cool history in our little towns that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. That's what I love about the the things that you write is just that grabbing and it kind of leads into the next question, like finding these heroes that no one's heard about. So uh, question number two, who is your favorite hero? Not necessarily what you've written about, but your favorite hero. hero. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like (laughs) one day, you know, Wonder Woman could be my hero. (laughs) Like I wish I could just go and save the world. Uh You know, then there could be a time where Oprah is my hero, where I see the the philanthropy that she's doing as a journalist in different countries. I also, uh, our girls organization has partnered with a school in Tanzania, a girls school there. So, you know, looking at, you know, Oprah's um, legacy of not only using journalism as a, giving people voice, but also using her her power in the media to make a difference and, and change the narrative in different ways. I think that's amazing. So she definitely is, is my hero, being a journalist myself, to see the potential of where um, your talent as a journalist can take you when you really reach out to your community and really try to get other people's voices and make sure they're heard at the same time that you're sharing their story. Thank you. Okay. Question three, tell us about someone who you admire, who is better, who you admire, 
<laughs> that is better than you in an area that really matters to you. Hmm. You know, I think there are so many people who are heroes. Again, like I said, this kind of depends on the day. I really admire, um, there's a young um, pastor out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and his name was Michael Todd. And I'm not a minister by any means or, you know, anything, but the things that he does with um, his community and how he's able to give back and the thousands, the millions of people who he helps serve as a leader to his church. I mean, he inspires people to say, who are we going to you know, bless today? What are we going to do? So I'm, I really admire, you know, Michael Todd and people like that who can use their leadership and influence to ignite other people to make a difference in the change in their community and beyond. So I really you know, admire that. Wow. How could I sit with him for a day and even just kind of glean from him on how he motivates the people around him to do these crazy things that, you know, he puts out there and it just makes things happen. So um, it's just amazing how people, when they're in a leadership role and they empower other people to make a difference, that that's really powerful. Well, and that, and that kind of makes sense with the books you write because your, your your subject matter tends to be these individuals who discover their own leadership in different ways and, uh, you know, set that out in the world. So that makes total sense to me as well. So this is the question I'm sure everyone in Kalamazoo wants to know <laughs> the answer to this one. Do you have any hidden secret skills or abilities that you've, you, you haven't shared widely? I, mean, I think it's funny. A lot of people are shocked when they find out I was in the military. Oh. A lot of people don't, don't know I was in the military. So, you know, I did the whole gas mask thing, the whole throwing grenades and, <laughs> you know, shooting machine guns, and, you know, all that crazy stuff, you know, that, that I've done before. People don't really, really know that about me. So I was in the reserves, you know, for several years. I was in Germany for a little bit. So it's kind of something that you would never really expect to come for me because my life is so different in a military <laughs> background. But yeah. when I left high school, I went into the military and, um, you know, so it was a cool experience. It was something that I would have never done if I had thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I kind of signed the line so fast and even think about it, but it was a unique experience. So yeah, I don't think people know I know how to throw grenades and all that cool stuff. I definitely, if you, they would have put you up with, in the lineup with people and say, which, who threw a grenade in that lineup? I'd like, definitely not Sonia. Who's yeah. next? That's rocket awesome. Launchers, rocket, rocket launchers. Rocket launchers. Yes. Oh, man. All that, all that cool stuff. So. Well, speaking of the siege of Leningrad, like I talked about earlier, if there's ever a siege of Kalamazoo, you just come down to the library and help us out. Well, she'll, she'll be on our right. team. You should be on our team. Totally. <laughs> You could be For team sure. captain. We won't even yeah, fight you Yeah, you totally be team captain. <laughs> okay, and I'm cool. like curious, like how to throw a grenade, because it isn't just throwing it. She says you have to know how to throw said grenade. You know, yeah. the, the secret is to throw it as far away from you as yeah, you can. I was going to say. I was like. <laughs> I didn't know there was like a, a skill involved. You just I don't know throw the it. way she said it. I was like, yeah. what is it? It's like a hot potato. Ooh. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because, you know, when they first gave them to us, and it's like you have this this little pin mm-hmm. in there that's holding all this power. And as soon as you take that pin out, when you let go of that little lever, you have all that power. And it's like, you better throw that thing as far <laughs> as you can get it. Wow. So, yeah. That, that you've heard terrifying. it. Yeah. So all the reviewers of Sonya's books now know that she knows how to throw a hand grenade. So, Which good. means she could probably play like on a softball team too, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's <laughs> mad skills. Mad skills. <laughs> 
Wow. I love it. That's one of my favorite things to find out about you. <laughs> this is great. Okay. Oh, well, we're, up, we're up to question five. What fictional character have you always wanted to meet in real life and why? Oh, my God. That's so funny because this is something people probably wouldn't ever expect either. But I would love to meet Huckleberry Finn. Like hmm. to hang out with like Huckleberry Finn and like a Tom Sawyer and just kind of go out and hang out with him. He has such an adventure about his life. Like everything was just like, okay, he was on his own. So he had mm-hmm. to just kind of go out there and live as he could. But I always thought it'd be cool to to kind of hang out with, with Huckleberry Finn and just go around and just be free and adventurous and just explore the world. You know, you know, my organization is exploring possibilities mm-hmm. with girls. So how cool would it be just to explore with Huckleberry <laughs> Finn? <laughs> yeah. Just hang out with them, you know. I think it'd be fun. It was one of the first books I read as a kid, you know, Huckleberry Finn and, and Tom Sawyer and all those. So it always kind of stuck with me that those are some pretty cool guys, and mm-hmm. be able to hang out with them would be be different. Do you, be different. Do you feel like Do you feel like reading those books and like that adventure bug like caught you to join the military to start your organization to travel? You know. To, to encourage girls to travel that, that they all feel like they work together here. You know, I think you're right because when you read and you guys all know this from being librarians, there's so many adventures in books. And when I grew up on the North side, I was the oldest child of a you know single parent household. So reading was my getaway. Reading was my opportunity to, to go places that I, you know, in my mind, never thought I would ever go physically. So to have an opportunity to go to those places through books was always a valuable experience for me. So I think you're right. As I've grown up, there were really no limits to where I would want to go or how I could take other students to places. Because I'm like, hey, what the heck? Let's just get a passport and let's you know, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, just starting as a kid and reading and seeing all the adventures in your mind mm-hmm. is kind of like those things you just want to bring them to life in your in your own real life. So. I think, you know, reading books like Huckleberry Finn and, you know, Tom Sawyer at a young age, it did kind of give you an adventure bug. Like, you know, there's no limit to what you can do when you just go out and and try. Yeah. Thank you. So we did our five questions and they were great, but now we want to know from you, what's now, what are you doing now or or what's next for uh, us? yeah, we mentioned earlier that, you know, I, I've taken over community voices, so I've done that. We help people self-publish. My goal, um, and everybody who knows me since I've been a kid and I learned about the Pulitzer Prize, my goal has always been to win a Pulitzer Prize. So, like, <laughs> everything I do is kind of, like, focused on trying to do that. So I've, I've self-published a lot of my own works, but now my new adventure is becoming a traditional publisher and going into a traditional publishing house and really trying that route and seeing, you know, how does this all work? And so I actually have a publisher who's looking at one of my manuscripts and we've gone through third, the third revision. Mm-hmm. So she's going to present it to our team this nice. month. And if it, if it sticks, then I will be a traditional publisher with a traditional publishing house. So that's something that's pretty cool for me because yeah. I work every day helping everybody else become a, a self-published author and myself. I've done it. And it's amazing to have that opportunity to do that and bring a book to life, mm-hmm. but to really see, you know, and be mentored by people in that traditional publishing world, I think it's going to help take me to a different level and get me to where, 
you know, where I really want to be in my writing career. So that's something I'm looking forward to. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, I, I certainly admire the work you're doing in our community, the work you're doing for authors and writers. And I feel like you're always doing something. It's like, there's a new Sonia Bernard Holland's book out. And I'm like, what does she, how does she do this? She doesn't like there's one out every month. It feels like so. Right. It's fun. It's fun. And that's the cool thing about self-publishing these days that you don't have to wait a year mm-hmm. or six months for someone to review your stuff or approve it or validate you, you know, with self-publishing, you have a great manuscript and a story you know, everybody has a story. So, you know, who's to say that your story isn't, isn't valid. I think everybody has a valid story and to really put it out there in the world and self-publish is a, is a gift that you give to other people when you share what's inside you through a book. Yeah. And we need to make sure we get those voices recorded and written down. So, you know, the important parts of our history. So thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun. It's great. Enjoyed it. Well, when, when this pandemic is over and we can, you know, we'll see you again soon in the library, I'm sure. For sure. We'll go throw some grenades together. Yeah. Oh, so big promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so All much. Right, thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Five Author Questions presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss a single episode. Finally, we leave you with a quote from P.L. Travers. For me, there are no answers, only questions, and I'm grateful that the questions go on and on. I don't look for an answer because I don't think there is one. I'm very glad to be the bearer of a question. Bye, everyone.